0: Welcome to The Cosmic Calling, a podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs and creative souls on a mission to align their life and career with the cosmos. I'm Natalie Wallstein, Career Astrologer at SoulShine Astrology, and I hope you're ready to unlock your cosmic calling. Hello, beautiful beings. I hope you're doing great. I'm curious how you feel when I say the word meditation. So many spiritual gurus tout meditation as being the thing to do. And I know for myself, it has been super helpful, but I'm not always the best at sticking with it. The idea of sitting down and doing nothing might seem like a waste of time to most people. But for me, in many cases, it's where I've gotten my biggest downloads. So in this episode, I want to take you on the journey with me to creating a meditation practice. I want to demystify what it really is, what it's about, and what it's actually for. Because while some people may see meditation as just sitting and breathing, There's also a lot more that goes on behind the scenes. Along with astrology, meditation has been such a big part of my journey to becoming my most authentic self and casting away the limiting beliefs that have held me back from that due to societal conditioning and my own fears and worries and insecurities as well. I truly believe that meditation is one of the biggest keys to finding our calling, i'm getting in touch with the bigger picture purpose of why we're here, what we're meant to be doing and learning, and how we're meant to be growing next. This episode is a little bit different because i recorded it over the course of an entire week. And during this week, i sat down to meditate every day for 30 minutes. I aim to do it as early in the day as possible. And I really did this to show you, number one, that it's not easy, although I know you already probably know that, but also for you to hear the ways my energy very quickly started to change, even within the first couple of days. I want to demystify the process of setting up a meditation practice in the hopes that you will find it a little bit less scary to do it for yourself. And if you already do meditate, let this be a reminder to keep going with it, even when it's uncomfortable, even when you haven't done it for a while and you're out of practice and to see it really as exercise for your spirit more than anything. So with all that being said, I'm going to pass you back to Natalie in the past and let's go ahead and dive in to day one. Today is day one. I am about to start my meditation practice. It's been a few days since I meditated, and when I did, I actually fell asleep. (laughs) So, before I get started, I'll tell you a little bit about my setup. In the past, I have definitely purchased fancy meditation cushions, and I even have a chair that I call my meditation chair but I don't actually ever meditate in it (laughs) because I found that I actually just like to sit on the floor. I grab a pillow from my couch and I sit on it. And then using the Insight Timer app, I set up a timer for, in this case, we're going to do 30 minutes this week. And the main rules are not to move and to focus on my breath. Everything else is a free-for-all, so thoughts might come up, I might get lost in some of them, and I'll do my best to try to come back to center, but it can also be kind of helpful to notice what thoughts are coming up and get curious about why they're there without using too much brain power to figure it out in the moment. It can also be really helpful to light a candle or burn some sage. I have essential oils that I like to use sometimes as well. So we'll just see what happens. And let's just go ahead and dive into day one. All right. I just finished day one and it was wonderful. I really missed meditating. <laughs> Every time I get back into it, I'm like, why did I ever stop? It's such a nice vacation from your life. (laughs) Not that I don't love my life, but it's just nice to kind of take a break from getting wrapped up in all the mind drama. That being said, I definitely thought a lot in the beginning of today's meditation and Yeah, I was definitely thinking a lot about this challenge and what I'm going to say. And I'm hoping that as the days go on, I can kind of loosen my grip on uh, having expectations, I guess, for what's going to come up. And yeah, I just thought a little bit about a lot of things and then kept coming back to my third eye center. After I would kind of get caught up in a flurry of thoughts, I'd Focus back on my breathing, and I found my drishti, my focal point, which was my third eye center. And it was perfect because there's light coming in through the window and it was hitting me kind of on my forehead. So it's almost like focusing back on the light helped me get back into the groove. I also had a bit of leg pain, something that one of my meditation teachers taught me is that when your legs hurt, when you're sitting in the lotus position, the only way to get them to stop hurting is to sit longer. So I did my best, but I definitely had to change my position a couple of times to let my feet wake up because they were falling asleep. And then I put them right back as soon as I could. But yeah, when I was in it, it definitely felt a little bit long, but when I was done, I was like, oh, that was easy. That was nothing. So that's day one, and I will check back in with you for day two. Day two, baby. <laughs> I have to say, sometimes the hardest thing about meditation for me is just even getting to the point where I'm making the time and space to meditate. Like right now, it's about almost 6 o'clock PM, and I just finished my 30-minute meditation. It took me all day to come to my meditation mat because I slept for about 10 hours, which I wasn't expecting. I realized that I'm in that time in my yearly cycle, where I get really tired because it's right before my birthday. And this actually happens for most of us. Right before our birthdays, we get really tired. We might even think we're depressed, but we're actually just in in need of rest. So I've been sleeping so much. And right when I woke up, I had a class to teach. When I was done with that, I was really hungry. So I went and got some lunch. And then I suddenly remembered I signed up for a Yoga Nidra class, which is a type of meditation, to be fair. And it was about a two-hour long class, including a lecture. Then I had to take my dog for a walk, and then it wasn't until about 5:30 that I was able to sit down and do my meditation practice. But I still consider it a win because I did it. I'm already noticing. I'm a lot more patient. A lot of times when I take my dog for a walk, I'm pulling her along and I'm trying to get her to hurry up and stop sniffing every little thing. But today I was content to just kind of let her go at her own pace. And at one point, we even wandered off the path and found this little flow of water going down a canal and just watched and listened to the water for a little while. So I can definitely already tell that this practice is having a really positive effect on me, and I want to keep going. Leg pain came up today, but I was able to deal with it a lot longer. I think for tomorrow, I'm going to try to do a short yoga practice before I sit down to meditate in the hopes that it will help me be able to sit still longer. day three is in the books. I finally got it together this morning and did yoga and then sat down to meditate first thing in the morning. I'll have to get back to you on what type of effects that has on me doing it first thing in the morning since I've only just done it. I did not find that doing yoga really had much of a difference for me actually, which is actually good news because that shortens my morning ritual quite a bit and it leaves me open to doing yoga anytime in the day that I want to. But I am going to try a different meditation cushion tomorrow in hopes that my legs don't hurt as much anymore. Although at the end of the day, I feel like one of the biggest purposes of meditation is learning to tolerate the intolerable. (laughs) And so as much as I want to nitpick about this thing or that thing or how I had a cup of ginger tea beforehand and it made me a little bit more active in my mind, how I want to drink hot water instead. You know, there's always going to be these little things that I'm going to want to change. But ultimately, it's not about creating the perfect ritual. It's just about showing up and doing the practice. And yes, the ritual will change and evolve day by day. I picked a card today that I want to read to you from Kyle Gray's The Angel Guide Oracle. And the card I got was Ease and Grace. And it says, this is a time to learn and adapt. You are being guided to slow down, take your time, take in the current moment, and allow space for events to occur. You often put too much pressure and expectation on yourself, and this is not required. Also, with constant effort and rush, you'll find yourself becoming overwhelmed and tired. When you are too forceful, you use up too much energy and that may hinder your progress at this time. Don't feel you have to prove your skills, talents, or worth. Just step back and breathe and through grace, you will be seen, understood, and recognized for who you truly are. It's day four. I'm still going strong meditating every day for 30 minutes although i will say it is 6:30 p.m. again so <laughs> i feel like all day i've just had stuff to do i've been tired but i am still glad that i'm fitting it in somewhere i never mentioned why i chose 30 minutes for this challenge the reason is because it's a little bit longer than how long I normally would meditate, which would be about 20 minutes. I thought that would be a little bit too easy for me. So I wanted to extend to 30 minutes, but I've been noticing myself making excuses for how long that is and how I don't have time to do it before I have to get on with my day. Part of that is because I don't wake up with an alarm. I just let my body wake up whenever it wants to. And I'm very happy with that arrangement. Plus, when I have tried to set an alarm and meditate really early, I'm just so tired the whole time that I don't get that much out of it. So I'm not going to beat up on myself. Today, I had to wake up and go straight to a yoga class. So I was definitely still prioritizing self-care and introspection and tending to myself, but in a different way. So I'm about halfway through this challenge. So far, so good. I'm going to keep it going. It's day five, my friends. Already, I'm noticing such a big difference in how much discipline I have, not just around meditation, but around a lot of different things in my life that I've been wanting to change, like habits, habits. Or projects I've been wanting to finish. For some reason, I sort of like crave discipline much more than I did before I started this challenge, which is a really good thing because that means that things in my life are changing that I've been wanting to change for a long time. And I've only been meditating for five days in a row. So I'm really excited to keep going with this challenge. Whenever the meditation starts to feel kind of long, which is around the 20 minute mark, right? Because I told you that's normally how long I meditate. I feel like because I keep going, it lengthens my attention span and it makes it easier for me to push through other difficult situations in my life that maybe I would give up on or try to escape from or not push myself as as hard in. And I try to remind myself, I'm in Jedi training, I'm in goddess training, and it makes the experience feel even more magical. Big Star Wars fan over here, by the way. I'll talk to you tomorrow for day six. All set with day six. Real talk. There are going to be those days when you absolutely do not want to sit down and meditate. It is a reality. And on those days, it is more important than anything that you do it anyways. Today was one of those days. We've had endless rain here. It's dark, cloudy, wet, and no matter how much tea I drink, I just wasn't working at full capacity today. So by the time I sat down to my meditation cushion, which I have found one that works really well for me, and I will link to it in the show notes for this episode if anyone else is looking for a good meditation cushion. But when I finally sat down to do it, I was so tired, yawning the whole time. But I have to say I feel a lot better after doing it, and I'm so glad I didn't give up. I've been noticing a lot more synchronicities happening. I've been getting a clear inner knowing about things. And I also feel like the meditation practice is also a practice in trusting the universe because I know at some point my meditation is going to end and I have to trust that it will. And while I'm waiting and trusting, I have to sit in that space, that void In between where I am now and where I think I want to be, which a lot of times is to be done. (laughs) Let's be honest. Although there are some days when I really look forward to meditation because it's a reprieve, it's a break, it's a mini vacation, it's a little slice of heaven on those really busy days. And that void that you go into during meditation is such a magical place because it's a place where anything can happen, anything can arise. There's a calmness there. There's a sense of faith because you know that it's going to end. It's fleeting. It's to be appreciated while you're in it. I can think of so many different ways that this has helped me, but it's sometimes hard to communicate that until you experience it for yourself because it affects your vibration, your frequency, your mindset, and then therefore it tends to have this ripple effect on so many other things in your life. So I'll step off my soapbox for today and I'll check back in with you for the final day of this experiment. Definitely not the final day of meditating. Talk to you tomorrow. Day seven, my loves. I have officially completed 7 days in a row of a 30 minute meditation and it has really changed my energy in a lot of ways. Even on the days where I forgot to do it until like the last minute, like last night, I didn't realize until like 11:30 p.m. that I hadn't meditated yet, but luckily I got it in at the last minute. Even on those days when I almost forgot about it or just really didn't want to do it, they have still had a great effect on me. So I think that's a really good lesson that you shouldn't worry about meditating perfectly. Of course, it's going to be ideal if you can prioritize it and do it early. And that is still my goal with continuing this challenge even after this experiment and this episode. But I think a lot of us have the tendency to want to give up if we don't do things perfectly. And my experience has been that I still have great results. One of the biggest things that has changed for me compared to day one and day seven is that my intuition has opened wide. I was going through a period where I was very focused on the physical world and just doing what I need to do. And now I feel a lot more connected to messages from my spirit guides and telepathic communications. Like the other day, I was just about to go take my dog for a walk. And all of a sudden, I had this big feeling like I needed to book a trip back to my hometown to visit my family as soon as I could. And of course, I was planning on going to visit at some point when it gets warm, but I didn't have it planned out or scheduled. And I just had this really strong feeling like I need to go visit my grandma. I need to go see her. After I booked the trip, a few days later, I called her and she said, oh my gosh. She was so excited because she had been basically like thinking really hard that she wanted me to come visit. (laughs) So I totally picked up on that ESP because it just came out of nowhere. And then another magical thing that happened was this morning in the shower, like right when I stepped into the shower, my spirit guides were like, oh, it's time to chat. (laughs) And I've been studying Kabbalah for quite a few years now. I recently picked it back up again. And one of the things that I've been studying in my Kabbalah classes is the work of a man named Rob Ashlag. He passed away back in the 1950s. But he came to me in the shower. (laughs) Some of you are going to think this is totally normal. And some people are going to be like, what are you talking about? And he said, I have a message for you. (laughs) And I was like, yes. And he said, don't underestimate the power of your word. And I have so many chills right now. (laughs) Oh, I'm not saying you're going to instantly become psychic, but synchronicities and the veil between you and the spirit world, pretty sure it's going to open up. So I really feel like meditation has brought me back to my true essence and just helped me become a lot more spiritually smart. I didn't always enjoy doing it every day. In fact, sometimes it feels like a hard exercise class, even though you're literally just sitting there. So it's more about what you get out of it a lot of times than how it might actually feel in the moment. Some days it's going to feel amazing. Some days you're going to be squirming and wishing it would just end, but it's not so much about what happens on the meditation cushion. It's about what happens everywhere else. I was working with a mentor on my meditation practice at the end of last year and early this year, and he mentioned that meditation for him is kind of like damage control. It's like to keep him from doing things to himself that will be self-destructive in terms of just like making bad decisions out of old programming. So it gives you this higher level of awareness and mindfulness That allows you to navigate through your world with more ease and grace and awareness to make sure you are making really good decisions for yourself and acting in accordance with your highest path. As far as meditating in the morning versus later in the day, as I was saying, it doesn't really matter as long as you do it. So don't let a busy morning routine be an excuse for you. The other thing I want to say before I close out this episode is to keep in mind that the point of a meditation practice is that it's a personal practice. So you might find a different way to do it that works best for you compared to what I have shared has worked for me in this experiment. As you show up each day, You learn more about yourself and your preferences for how you like to do it best and what works best for you. You might like to do yoga first or pick a card afterward or go in whatever order you want. You might want to sit on your couch or in bed. You might like to wake up early or do it in the middle of the day or the end of the day. So those are the kinds of things to just kind of get curious about and also know it's probably never going to be perfect. And it's probably never going to be perfectly comfortable either, as much as you might try to nitpick to find the perfect way to do it. I also want to say that another big reason why I wanted to do this episode is because I want to normalize meditation. I know a lot of people talk about it. But it's usually something that people do in their own private space, and we don't get to witness it as much as we see the commercials and the capitalism and other things that are kind of thrown in our face in society as being normal. Meditation is often sort of hidden away in the crevices of people's private lives. So by bringing it out into the open, I'm hoping it becomes more natural. I'm hoping it becomes more of a natural thing that people feel drawn to do. Just like you brush your teeth every day or take a shower, eat lunch, you know, it's energetic hygiene. So thank you again so much for joining me for the seven day experiment and listening to this episode. I will be sure to link to resources that have helped me with my meditation practice in the show notes which you can find at soulshineastrology.com slash episode 127. For more information on how to use astrology to find your cosmic calling and sign up for astrology email updates, check out soulshineastrology.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review for The Cosmic Calling to help other cool people like us find the show. The Cosmic Calling community is a gathering place for listeners of the show to connect more deeply with fellow like-minded spiritual seekers. Join us for astrology classes, monthly forecasts, cosmic planning tools, plus bonus features for these podcast episodes by going to soulshineastrology.com slash community.